to kick it off? Yeah, let's just go. Well, it's been a while since we've done one of these podcasts, but uh, welcome back, everybody that listens to us and any, any of the new viewers out there, listeners, I guess it's called, in the podcast world. Um, but yeah, it's been a, we've been away for a while because it's called the silly season. When before an election, a person has to be fairly careful what we talk about. Uh, and um, and so we kind of been absent for a while just so we weren't accused of uh, influencing the election. Yeah, always in, in influencing or uh, utilizing city resources to, to help with a, a campaign or something like that, right? So it's always uh, approaching those uh, election seasons with caution on behalf of the municipality or the city itself that, uh, that we're not, uh, as administration, we're not... Uh, 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 contributing to those uh, to the candidates, uh, we don't take any sides of uh, of any candidate. Uh, they all come to the table, and uh, they're there to get elected by the public. And once uh, once elected, then uh, we receive them and start orientating. And they're, and they're they're the new leaders of the uh, community, to, ready to steer that boat. Lots of interest in running for for the council this year. You know, fourteen people stepped forward, which is fantastic. You know, it was it was relatively quiet over the years uh, to see who was going to be interested in uh, in running for council, and a lot of uh, n- uh, names uh, came out that, that uh, I was certainly unaware of that they were interested in politics. But it was great to see that so many people were willing to to represent their community and, and make some decisions and keep the community going forward. And and uh, so that was great to see. What tough you- tough to campaign though during COVID. I think that. Uh, um, all of the municipal people running in all the, across Alberta. I think this was a little bit different. Um, you know, even door knocking. Do you go around and door knock, and then you never know. You might get, you might knock on the wrong door who doesn't appreciate somebody coming around. Um, so, you know, it, it was tough for them. Uh, certainly. It just didn't have, uh, it was just different. And so there was a reluctance. Congratulations to yourself. Yeah. Uh, acclamation yeah. Uh, position uh, uh, from the community. There was no uh, contest for the uh, the mayor's position. And, right. Uh, um, just yourself put your name uh, forward for the position as mayor. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, everything goes well there. I mean, um, I always look forward to new people to, to work with. Uh, that's why when I nobody challenged me, I... I um, I, I stepped forward and, and tried to organize a forum because I, I knew that certain groups or media weren't going to, to do the forum. It, it, and I think that's lacking. A, I think it's something this council needs to sort of look at for the next election, whether or not you appoint some citizens to be on an election committee that can organize forums, whether it's one or two forums. But because, uh, you know, I, I remember uh, some of the people that came to the forum that we had at the Lakeland Inn. Uh, the one gentleman I know follows municipal politics pretty closely, but he does it very quietly. Uh, I said, oh, it's great to see you here. And uh, his his comment was, I wanted to see who, who all of the new candidates were. There's and, quite a few people that attended that forum yeah. at the Lakeland Inn. Yeah. And, uh, and, and of course, as you say, like a, a community committee to be able to do uh, uh, projects like that. Um, are valuable. Of course, the city of Cold Lake as an organization doesn't host uh, forms just so that way there's no perception if the process was, uh, you know, there, there's accusation of bias on how the mm-hmm. how the form was done for certain candidates versus others. So the as a organizational body, the municipality stays out of that and uh, and and let the community take those on. And before you're right, I think the uh, the media used to put them on. I, I think also Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, the Chamber of Commerce took a little different approach this uh, this yeah. time doing the video uh, yep. video uh, interview and uh, and posted it on YouTube. 
Yeah, no, it was it, that was helpful. And then the forum, uh, a lot of viewers viewed it online afterwards. Uh, you know, I think over nine hundred people uh, viewed it. And then, of course, uh, I thought the city did a great job with the drive-in uh, uh, voting. A lot of people took that up. Uh, city staff uh, and the volunteers or, that uh, wanted to get involved in the election. Uh, so that uh, we we heard really good re- reviews about the, the drive-in voting, and then of course, um, you know, the voting at the energy center on the day of election. Um, you know, everybody has to realize under COVID, you know, there was some extra steps required uh, to clean the sites uh, after everybody had sat and voted and everything. So there was going to be a, a longer process in voting, but in the end, we had a, an increase in yeah, voters and, and yeah, increase in voters, and even towards the uh, the closing time of the uh, of the uh, of the polling station on the day of the election, uh, the 18th, there uh, um, there was a lineup in order to uh, continue to vote. Right, so everybody gets a vote. I believe the number was around uh, between that 30 to 45 minutes extra to just. To allow people that were in the line to be able to cast yeah. their ballots, yeah. You know, I think you said uh, nine fifteen. They started counting the ballots around yeah. that, that time, so that means over an hour to get everybody through. There was still in lineup, and everybody gets the vote. And it was good to see. I mean, people are talking about well, it was in the twenty percent range, twenty five percent range, the the overall vote. But I, you know, I looked at the lift. It was a big lift from two elections ago, where we're in the ten percent range. And now you know it, it's trending upwards, and uh, which is good to see. And, and and in terms of the history, if you look at the uh, election numbers of voter turnout, there is a substantial difference when there is a mayoral can mm. uh, uh, race as well. There's a couple of mayors that are running, so yeah. Because I think the one year there was a uh, we were in the forty percent forty percent range. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's so three was, people running for mayor, yeah. and uh, yeah. you know, the community over forty percent. So it's good. I mean, uh, it's interesting, you know, um, about the the mayor thing, is that. A councillor has the uh, uh, same number of votes as a mayor, so uh, one in one. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. you know, it, the voting has the power of yeah, influence. Yeah, power of influence uh, yeah, uh, of the council. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the mayor's job is just to direct the the movement um, and throw an occasional opinion. Um, the you know, mayor doesn't make any motions, so uh, you know, council can uh, can make the motions, but you know, council's vote is just as important as, as a mayor vote. So we've got uh, six uh, people, of course, on our council as councillors and the mayor and a number of seven. Yeah, we have uh, a new uh, elected officials, uh, councillors, uh, uh, Ryan Bailey, uh, Vicky Lafave, uh, Bob Matice, uh, uh, Bill Parker, uh, Adele Richardson, and Chris Vining. Yeah, yeah. Everybody comes from a different walk of life, and uh, you know, four new councillors. Uh, the two uh, returning councillors will bring their wisdom uh, forward, uh, and uh, you know, it's about uh, uh, learning your way. And you guys uh, were worked right into the uh, training uh, schedule, as we call it, drink from the fire hose. Uh, the city of Colake does an amazing job in um, providing uh, lots of information for everybody on council, even the people that have been around for a while. Uh, you guys always uh, have a great package. Uh, we started kicking that off uh, already. We've done uh, what, we're in our third night of uh, yeah. uh, 101, and uh, we've gone through some of the different organizations tonight. We uh, uh, the last one is uh, is Glenn's department there on the community service, but. Certainly, we had uh, infrastructure, we had planning and development, and we had Chris Council. Yeah, yeah, mini uh, service. In terms of talking about a little bit about governance, roles, and mm-hmm. responsibilities of council, and uh, the kind of the do's and don'ts of what uh, what councillors uh, should or what what tends to be successful in terms of helping uh, the governance uh, move forward and decision makings of the yeah. elected officials. That was a uh, an all day event, uh, and so way the city does is brings in their legal uh, a team from Edmonton comes in and, and does the course and where other counselors may 
go to AUMA and take the courses at AUMA before the convention, which is good too, and uh, which is great. And so it all reflective. Uh, uh, the way we do it here in the city, it's good is that um, it allows um, counselors to just dive in more into their personal. Um, background, what they do, what they do for a living, or maybe they belong to a club or society. And so an opportunity um, for anybody to sort of bring a what-if situation to the table and get a legal opinion. Yeah, are they in conflict of interest or pecuniary interest Mm -hmm. in these matters? And and have a little bit more kind of that, uh, yeah, one-on-one or uh, more more, more community-specific uh, issues so that way we can address them before council gets started in the, in the council chambers. You know? Yeah, I mean, uh, there were some really neat examples that some of them brought forward and, and you're going, oh, wow, uh, that's a good question. And, and you know, it, a lot of uh, conflict can be, you know, interpretation. Yeah. And uh, so that really is the, I've always thought uh, over the years that our council has really strayed over to the very cautious approach uh, on uh, any any optics of pecuniary interest. And uh, so, uh, I, you know, going back to when Mr. Cuff uh, investigated the city of Coleca, you know, he really went into that in a big way. And so, um, you know, I think over the years we've been really cautious. And I think by the que- line of questioning that the, count- the new councillors were asking, uh, you can see that that probably is going to continue also some cautious... So- yeah, the uh, so council's kind of finished its uh, legal orientations. Uh, they're getting uh, a department head uh, a briefings inclusive of the uh, chief administrative officer. Um, and then uh, in the week to come, uh, there's going to be facility tours. Yep. Where, where are we going to go? Where are we going? We're everywhere. We're we going. That's a song, isn't it? Great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's stomping, Tom Conker. Yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, of course, uh, visit the RCMP detachment. Uh, what's critical for council is uh, uh, what we find is there's a, a significant value of visiting some of the sites because, uh, of course, in the capital budget, there's uh, you know the replacement of uh, the RCMP detachment. So, you know, go over there and, and, and develop a, a, a better understanding of actually you know how crowded and, and the condition. Uh, of the facility and and the need for uh, a replacement of that facility. And uh, of course, the uh, public workshop, uh, uh, wastewater treatment plant, uh, which is going to be probably the biggest uh, project in the next kind of the next 24 months, right? Of understanding what is, uh, how the water wastewater treatment plant works, uh, where everybody flushes their toilet and how does it get treated, right? Yeah, you want it to get out of your house properly. Yeah, and and not coming back at you. And uh, and we also don't want to, uh, uh, um, you know, meet the environmental guideline requirements um, when we're discharging that water, when we're after we've uh, finished uh, treatment, yeah. Uh, um, In- interesting. Uh, just let's not get off the subject yet of flushing the toilet. So that's really how I got into politics. Is um, is uh, when my parents bought a house right on the lake, and the product of flushing your toilet ended up uh, everybody's product ended up in their basement, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and it was a big rain event, and. Uh, and, you know, they just had bought the house and you go downstairs and about four or five inches of, uh, of the product uh, in, the, in the basement. And I was like, oh, my goodness, right? And so I uh, phoned, um, phoned the city uh, public works line. And uh, it was a Sunday. I'll never forget it. Raining like cats and dogs. And, uh, and George McIntosh and, and, uh, and Cameron, I think, uh, came out. And, uh, and they, they, uh, they brought uh, the snake thing, Majiggy, and to see if uh, we had a blockage in the house. And sure enough, there wasn't. But uh, what it was is we, because I'm in the line of business I do, um, it, you could see through the lifting the manhole covers that it was the flow 
mm-hmm. was rising on Birch Avenue and Everything First Avenue charging, coming yeah. together yeah. and everything was finding the point of lowest resistance because the lift station couldn't handle the flow. Yeah. And so, you know, when I look at the investments over the years that the city has done, the city has sort of started at the lift stations and also replaced some pipe to, that, that transports the product. But certainly, you know, uh, all the li- different lift stations have gotten major retro- retrofits, bigger pumps, uh, fixed electrical. New technology. And, yeah, and, uh, yeah. and then building number nine, the famous building number nine where, where everybody's product goes to number nine. Everything has to go through yeah. building number nine. The Gordy and, Howe uh, building. And yeah. it's the most <laughs> and important. it's very deep. And uh, any newly elected officials, when they go in there and they look down in building number nine, because that is a deep lift station. It goes way down into the ground. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, there, you know, it's kind of one of those wow moments, right? Yeah, and I think it's, I, you know, I would argue it's probably the most important building in Coal Lake. <laughs> and, you know, really. I, uh, yeah, well, I, I I think the water treatment plant is up there too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe. we don't have no drinking water either. Yeah, I think that, I think flushing your toilet is important, Kevin. Um, <laughs> but it, it is a great, you know, who would have known that, um, uh, you know, I always remember uh, going to an event uh, that was the Pontiacs and, uh, and one of the oil executives said at the at the, as, a, as a guest speaker, he said, nobody knows a community's lift stations, mm-hmm. but everybody knows the recreation facilities. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, getting getting council over the years to buy into fixing the infrastructure for you guys, uh, you know, we, we one of the things we did many years ago was a big assessment of all of the undergrounds, the roads, sidewalks. And then from there, you guys put the puzzle together and, you know, we've tried to knit, replacing sewer and water and roads, et cetera, on a kind of a spread it out uh, kind of a format and then tie in some recreation and some building needs. And, of course, this council is now moving into uh, a, a beginning of their term where some of the projects are kind of almost fully funded or partially funded. And, and certainly some big ones um, will be the RCMP building. We talked about that as that's very crowded. And uh, let's hope we can get uh, breaking ground on that project and and not get get uh, into the silliness of uh, greening everything in the world uh, for building uh, and just paying more. And uh, of course, the public workshop is uh, is uh, an important uh, building that the staff have been waiting a long time and and uh, for a proper modern uh, shop and uh, Lakeshore Drive. That's a big big project that yeah maybe only accommodates. Um, you know, you know, what, what, probably thirty houses, but it's such a significant road in Coal Lake. It can be a it's regional a, parkway. It's yeah. yeah, it's a major thoroughfare, uh, and it's going to have great uh, views from there. But we also got to fix the old undergrounds underneath that road. Oh yeah, the sewers are clay tile underneath there. Yeah, and, uh, you know, some of them are uh, you know seeing significant distress and collapsing. Right, so um, that w- that's what triggers the conversation about the replacement of Lakeshore Drive. So you're so you have to go in there and replace it, and then the conversation um, and uh, with uh, administration to council is is do you want to do a little bit more than just you know replace the road and and uh and, and the pipes underground do you want to do some enhancements and aesthetic enhancements there and make it uh, make it more attractive and, and uh, tourism development right yeah for sure no and, and then of course the sort of the, the wastewater um plant uh, the future uh, the new technology uh that'll be exciting uh, generated by the the, uh, the commission but uh the RUC commission but uh uh, it, you know, those are going to be some exciting projects and then council's got to figure out which direction, where do they want to go? And so there's, 
I mean, there was a great capitalist uh, that you and the staff put together. Uh, the previous council put their sort of their thumbnail on it. And then, uh, you know, you go from there. And so the new council will get briefed on all the different projects. There's a whole bunch that aren't unfund that are unfunded. And they can see if uh, it doesn't, uh, doesn't mesh with their ideas and uh, work as a, you know, we've always worked as a group uh, to try to uh, bring the community along. So it's going to be exciting uh, once they've done the, all the training and all the site uh, tours of all the infrastructure. Uh, you're going to jump right into service level review so they understand, um, you know, how many centimeters of snow trigger, uh, trigger a snow clearing. And if they want to increase the amount of uh, snow clearing in a community, uh, what what is the cost? There's a great, well, and there's a great YouTube video that the City of Cold Lake mm -hmm. did that Council viewed the other night yeah. uh, um, that explains the City of Cold Lake's uh, um, snow removal practices and policies. Yeah, so, no, it's fantastic. Yeah. So, you know, they can tweak it. Uh, that's, their, that's their sandbox they play in with is setting the policy and, and the budget. And then we just hand the keys over to you. And, and you know, who, you know, I'd hate to say this, but I think Cold Lake, uh, certainly the lake itself needs a ton of snow and a ton of rain in November and December. Start moving all the snow onto the lake and, and well, I don't know. Water? If you yeah. could clean it and get rid of all the grit on it, um, <laughs> it has a lot of value. But uh, yeah. we, we, we're in big trouble with that lake. That lake is down a lot. I mean, all you got to do is just drive around and you see all the sloughs are drying up. Uh, so it's just not a cold lake effect. It, I mean, it's everywhere, um, but uh, certainly the lake is down pretty close to some of the lowest I've seen. It'll be really fascinating to see. I'm hoping, you know, while the lake is open before it freezes up, uh, that and Primrose Lake are two of the lakes that stay open for a long, long time that hopefully in November we can get some moisture in there and uh, and fill that uh, that big sink up again. The uh, the service level reviews, as you mentioned, uh, that uh, allows council to, yeah, talk about what all the programs and services that the city derives. And that's the first step of the uh of council's budget process that administration proposes to, to to the elected officials is to review because that's kind of the most important uh, um, uh, you know document to be able to articulate what the community is getting with regard to the budget right mm -hmm. and uh, and not only is it numbers it's it's services and we should be making our decisions uh, based on uh, you know do you want the energy center to be open 24 hours a day or is it 12 hours a day um, depending on uses transit system do you you want it to be open and running for so many hours of the day and shutting down at nine o'clock or do you want to bring it down to seven o'clock or extend it to midnight those are the types of things that impact budget those conversations based on services and, and the programs that uh, that you want to see right down to your social programming uh, for from uh, the family community support services stuff like that right so everything that the city of Cold Lake does is in a service level document that council can uh, you know critique with administration and uh, and uh, if the city were to tender out all the even the administrative functions functions and envelope sealing and everything else, it can, you know, the, here's the terms of reference that administration operates under for from council. No, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, they're, they're going to enjoy it. And our ultimate goal is to get a budget passed by the second Tuesday in December. And then and the idea there is that, uh, so it allows, uh, certainly on the capital side, you guys can get your tenders executed and get them out. And, and the idea is to try to get early prices uh, before it gets really busy and everything get clogged up because usually the province is usually a, a little bit later than than the municipality on getting their tenders out, so it, it's good to get ahead of the rush. Yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, also uh, in a couple of weeks is the AUMA convention. The convention, and yes. it's going to be we're able to go in person. Yes, something called COVID has really influenced uh, our life lately. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard about it, but uh, yeah, it'll be exciting to uh, and so many new people have been elected. 
uh, so many, uh, you know, mayors are not retired or walk, you know, did, are moving on in life on something else. So it's going to be a big change. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I know usually they give us the stats on how much turnover, but it, it, it wouldn't be surprised that we're up around 70%. I, I think it's going to be really high just by, you know, who we follow. Uh, it looks like a big change. So, you know, certainly in the 60s, I wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't be surprised if it happened in the 70s. But, you know, look forward to it. Uh, it's all about networking. Uh, you know, people go, well, why do you go to the conventions? Well, it's about, it's really about networking. And you just never know when you could meet somebody, whether it's somebody in, in the provincial government at the minister level or chief of staff. Uh, or the federal government, um, it's all about being there at the right time uh, in the right place. And I look back on our history. Municipality and, may have projects yeah. that uh, that uh, that's in our, our back pockets. That if that you know those contacts come across, we were able to engage right away. And sometimes uh, you can see some fruit from that uh, from those initiatives. Yeah, no, it, you know, I, I just look at our history, and uh, we've been very effective uh, at some of the conventions and, uh, getting to, to have some time, uh, with, uh, ministers. I mean, uh, uh, you know, Minister Goudreau, uh, was, uh, was, an, was yeah. just a gem, gem of a person, uh, him and his chief of staff, uh, uh, back there. I think that was Halifax, uh, if yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he spent time with us, uh, took his tie off and just relaxed. And, uh, we all just, uh, you know, talked about other things other than politics and, uh, and I think he liked it because he got him out of uh, talking municipal p politics all day long with all the different Alberta municipalities. So, it, you know, you take opportunity. Um, you never know. Uh, you might be in the right room. But also talking to uh, other councils across Alberta and what they're going through and you learn. And uh, they, team building for your yeah. own council. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Sit there with everybody. You get to hang out. Because most of us uh, don't hang out with us uh, after council, right? It's a, uh, so now you've gotten everybody together. And uh, those that do come to convention, the opportunity to hang out and, uh, and hold the rope and uh, hang out at night. And uh, and then let let go of the rope whenever you want to, and uh, and you go around and you visit uh, the various uh, you know rooms that uh, you can uh, social rooms, and uh, and again meet meet there's, everybody. There's a lot of educational no, aspects during the, the day the for sure. Trends that yeah. uh, that the that the uh, AUMA is seeing in their mm -hmm. lobbying with the provincial and federal governments, and you get yeah. intel on those. Uh, on those uh, lobbying uh, efforts. Yeah, I don't know. The the the, uh, the agenda's not out yet for AMA, so it's hard to comment. Yes, on, uh, comment yeah, on what it's what it is. Late in the day right yeah. now, but uh, yeah, it's, I think COVID's. Uh, you know, are, are you on or you're off type of thing? And are we doing it? But uh, it looks sounds like it is. And then uh, FCM in June is another convention that we go to. Uh, more of a federal thing. It's in Regina this year, so that'll be uh, good to to go back into Saskatchewan. So, um, you know, for the for the new council, that it's really the big commitment. Um, in, you know, is going to the AMA FCM. We get we we allow anybody to make that decision. We don't we don't pick three this year, three next. We sort of how we've done it over the years is roughly you know, about five thousand dollars is assigned to each elected official to sort of to use that would just you know pay for the hotel and and that for for traveling to these places and leave it up to the individual and not everybody can get time off work and uh, and That's so right. you just respect everybody yeah. and those that uh, can get there great and uh, and of course you know it is a big commitment to your family I mean everybody's family your family everybody's family has to sort of uh, you know 
mom or dad are going to be gone for for quite a bit of their time on, on council and and all the counselors i think are at least on two or three committees uh per month besides council meetings that's happened at your organizational meeting yeah, yeah. yeah. so everybody got selected where where to go and and uh so I, you know when we're picking it sort of try to put in themes and uh you know there's certain uh like you know having chris uh, to remain on uh, lakeland lodge and housing is you know, that's important because Chris has been around a long time and he knows that file. And so because there's a change out in, 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 uh, in our area for a lot of counselors, um, it's important that say Vicky or Chris remain on some of the, uh, some of the files uh, that we know well and, and that will, can contribute to the rest of the region uh, on using their expertise. So, you know, we did some small small tweaks like that. Everybody likes to get on that water and sewer commission. It's always a popular one. And uh, and uh, so... We we'll, have a few new members on yeah, there. Yeah, so we'll put yeah. some uh, newbies there and then change it up in a couple of years, put the other two newbies that couldn't get on there. It seems to be the most popular when you talk to everybody, that and FCSS, uh, a popular one, the community one. Uh, so uh, EDAC has uh, done really well. I mean, EDAC is, uh, to my mind, has done some phenomenal work as a group over the, the years. The of the wayfinding sign program. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, people getting together and uh, just talking about initiatives. And and so uh, that's great. And so everybody's everybody's going to feel their way now for, for a tiny bit. And then usually, the, say, the first year, you're just sort of learning the ropes and then, you know, year two, three, and four are your big, big years. And, and you know, this council will have, um, I think anyways, uh, uh, a lot of a lot of initiatives have been completed. So, I, you know, I look at the ICF, the Intermunicipal Collaboration Framework has signed up uh, with the MD of Bonneville. It was, it's, a, it's a really good agreement. I think the province should be using it for other areas. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a pretty solid agreement that uh, brings in, uh, you know, um, MD Bono residents into the into the you know the recreation side of the house uh, for uh, for the city of Coal Lake and so that's great that helps offset some of the uh, cost of of operating rec in the city and so that's going to help us uh, the uh, the famous 349 or air weapons range deal now is amalgamated uh, the, the air weapons range is amalgamated in the MD Bonneville and it has a funding formula there for all the mis- four municipalities involved so that deal can't get changed without having everybody agree so uh i think that's fantastic and you know shout out to the mla and the minister of municipal affairs for for you know signing it all off and getting moving it forward that's great and then uh um, we've got some development plans that we got to work on with the md of bonneville um the water line to bonneville has uh, solidified and now the water is uh, sort moving of down. is moving down there so you know a lot of files are finished and uh, and i think the tension that was out there the last election between everybody is gone and uh, and i think now it's a new chapter where do, which direction you want to go and what might happen is maybe all of the councils in the area need to look more uh, together on on more you know different files that that meet everybody's common goal and I think the big one to me is Highway 28. I mean that certainly is the forgotten highway, and uh, in the province I mean it's disgusting and uh, so uh, hopefully uh, hopefully the, the everybody can get together and, and lobby once again uh, for the province to 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 look at that that poor highway. You know, I wanted to raise that your, uh, you know, just prior to your inaugural uh, organizational meeting, when you did all these committees and 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 divvied up the uh, uh, duties for the various councillors, um, you're swearing 
Um, uh, you had a, a, a guest uh, come into the uh, council chambers to do the swear, and I think that, that the individual deserves a show. Yeah, it was great to see uh, lawyer Todd Monday. Yeah. Uh, you know, Todd is uh, is a real gem. Um, he loves uh, you know loves politics. Uh, he likes uh, following all of whether it's federal, provincial, or municipal. And so great to have uh, Todd do that. Uh, he did it many years ago. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so great to have him back. Um, and you know, I, I like uh, we we like. Moving it around to, to different uh, law firms for uh, for uh, that, and uh, you know, uh, they're you never want to see a lawyer, but uh, you know they're they're part of an important fabric of your community. And uh, you know, Todd's uh, uh, like all the lawyers; uh, they do a great. Uh, they really give back to the community in terms of a lot of fundraisers. I mean, it's been tough with COVID. A lot of fundraising events have uh, haven't happened. But I do know when, when we do go to them, it's all the law firms in the area, whether it's Colleague Bonneville, are always stepping up and, and opening up the checkbook. So great to have uh, Todd do that for us. Mm-hmm. Interviewing your new counselors, uh, I think uh, in future uh, podcasts uh, we're going to do that again because uh, you have a, a new members here. And, yeah, and kind of go into them why they entered into politics and what some of the priorities were, and uh, talk about uh, you know their their background, what they're going to oh, yeah. bring to their uh, bring to council. Yeah, it'd be great to have uh, everybody to come up and uh, and be interviewed. Uh, talk about why they got into politics. Uh, what do they see bringing forward to? Uh, make changes, you know, what, you know, what ideas they have. So, you know, cause they, you work as, as a team of seven and uh, you try to row the boat in the same direction and you respect everybody's uh, decision that they're bringing forward. And that's really the, the trick to it. And I think that's why we've been so successful over the years is uh, everybody's respected uh, uh, everyone and you might not agree. And uh, certainly, uh, you know, the idea is that when you come out of council chambers that you are moving in that direction. Now, completely changing gears. Oh, dear. Yeah, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Now, this is uh, actually really some interesting information at the polls. At the polls. At the polls. Um, the city of Cold Lake, of course, asked some questions um, of its community, and it was relating to uh, um, positions within the community. Because as you know, this has been a, uh, from previous councils, um, kind of up there in the top 10 priorities of council trying mm. to um, move forward the, the need for physicians within the community and, uh, you know, access to, uh, medical care. And, uh, and, uh, I, I think that we've never had a, you know, issue with regard to the quality of care that you have got some wonderful doctors here in the community. And, uh, it was always just, you know, lots of, uh, conversations around, I, I'm not able to get to see my doctor, uh, and issues like that. And, uh, you know, we did put a question on the, uh, on the ballots. Do you have a family doctor in Cold Lake? And it was of interest because it was consistent to, uh, you know, what we thought were the numbers. Now, despite that this is about 20% of the uh, eligible voters, but you had a, what is it, 1836 said, uh, yes, they have a family doctor and no was came in at uh, 882. Yeah, so you know, huge. It was, it was right on, you know, it was kind of, we always had that theory of that one third, two thirds yep. of the community um, with uh, doctors to no doc, uh, no, no, no act. Yeah, no 30% of the population doctor, right? doesn't have yeah. a family doc. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it goes back to our, where we've always told Alberta Health Services that there's probably six to 7,000 people in Coal Lake and area that don't have a family doc. Yeah, and and and, mo- and many of them have tried to get family physicians but can't. Yeah, yeah it was cute yeah. that we did that. And then the idea you're saying earlier is, uh, in council the other day was to maybe do a municipal census one day and then dive into those three questions that we asked um, a little bit deeper, right? Yes, uh, that was the intent. This was very, uh, 
intended to be high level and what it's aggregate information, um, uh, whether you draw some final conclusions from it, it was not necessarily the full purpose. It was about trying to just to get some high level understanding. And then uh, the next step is based on some of these responses, um, being able to help uh, structure some future questions in a municipal census and, uh, and talk about more detailed of what the needs of the community is and what is lacking in, in regards to that aspect. And how do we make out on those other ones? Equalization and uh, well, I don't have those data. I think we were we were above above yeah. the uh, the uh, overall standards for Alberta, but we uh, yeah uh, of the electors who answered the uh, second provincial referendum uh, question is uh, to daylight saving times. Hold on, here was uh, eighteen hundred and two voted yes, and eight hundred and ninety three voted no. Right, but it was very very close. At the provincial level, yeah, no, all said yeah. done, right? It was like like only not many ballots a yeah. difference in Cole Lakers knew what they're doing. They, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll give you a decision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of the electors who answered the first referendum question in regards to the equalization payments, uh, um, you know, 1909 voted yes uh, to removing uh, equalization payments from the Constitution and 1713 voted no. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty cool. You know, it, it was neat to do all that. Um, it, uh, you know, for for us, uh, some people thought that having the municipal election right after the federal election was going to impact everything. But you know, we saw a lift in the number of people voted, so that's that's really encouraging. And and I think people are getting more aware. Uh, more people are following social media, and. Uh, and that, but it was tough to lose. Uh, you know, uh, we, we the other councillors that were with us, the uh, Jurgen Grau, Kirk Soroka, Dwayne Lay, and Bob Buckle. I mean, all four of them, uh, you know, deserve a big shout out. Uh, they they pr- brought a lot to the table, and uh, you know, certainly uh, Dwayne and Bob had been around council for a long, long time. They were there when we struggled uh, as a municipality for money, and uh, and you know, they were tenacious uh, individuals where. Uh, they were prepared to go to the wall and throw the keys in uh, to the province. And uh, it takes a lot of, you know what, to, to be able to willing to do that and uh, a lot of chops. So a good shout out to those four and uh, appreciate uh, everything that they did to the table. Um, you don't, you don't get a lot of uh, credit um, when you get into this job. Uh, I, I think a, a, a lot of uh, good stuff uh, gets lost. And um, and I think a lot of good stuff got lost during this pandemic where we just focused on really narrow down into some more big time health issues. And we lost over the years a lot of good stuff that happened in this community. And so it's unfortunate uh, because, you know, uh, the community is, you know, we're hearing a lot of great things about the, the Kinnisoo Beach. And, uh, you know, the, the things are really progressing there. It, it became the, the, the place to be. Uh, but council over the years has really invested some money there to really make that a focal point uh, in the city. But there was a lot of heavy lifting. And I think that the next, this council now has to sort of reposition re, um, and where they're going to go. And I think uh, the, the biggest decision, I think, is going to be uh, where does the aquatic center fit into <laughs> the, aquatic the, center. The, uh, the the whole equation? And uh, the, the city, any, yeah, anybody this, can stand up and say, I want aquatic center. The has awarded the uh, architectural conceptual design contract and, and, and engagement processes. So that process is going to start uh, uh, relatively quick. And then we'll be updating council 
and 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 soliciting feedback in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. Great. But I and I but also from the council, I heard a lot about you know you're absolutely right because you started your conversation there in, in regarding the pandemic, and you know there's a lot of things that have lost over the uh, over the course of the last uh, 18 plus months, and uh, you know a lot of it is connected to the uh, the community social fabric, right? Oh yeah. And uh, yeah. and that's why uh, and, and and I hear council you know having that conversation as well, and uh, you know some concerns with regard to how that has occurred over the last uh, 18 months and, 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 and contributing back to building the community's social fabric. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we're all lost right now. We're all walking zombies with, uh, you know, wanting to uh, go to an event and, and not worry about uh, people beside us catching something. And, you know, I look forward to COVID finally running its course. Um, it may take another long time, but, but uh you know, uh, you know, I think the community overall has done really well. I think our health professionals have done an amazing job. And, uh, and so we just need to be respectful. And I think the community overall has been really respective of, of one another. There's certainly some people that do not want to get vaccinated, but uh, everybody seems to be respecting their, their wishes. And, uh, and I mean, it's getting tougher for, for those that aren't vaccinated to do things. Uh, that's for sure. But they, they, they're making that choice that, uh, that the you know they're choosing not to get vaccinated even though they know it's going to get tough to travel it's going to get tough to go inside a you know the even the energy center so um you know hopefully this covid will run its course and we can actually have big events uh, inside the, the field house or the imperial place uh, put on events uh, get everybody talking to each other have some fundraisers out there have some big meals and uh, get some fun back in our life and uh, and be able to dress up and uh, and and dance and uh, enjoy ourselves and and let all this stress uh, get released uh, it's, it's it, it may take a while but i look forward to cuz that is a mayor i mean it's probably been, for mayor and councils one of the big things you do is you go to all these events and then people talk in your ear and say well what about this and that and that's your role is one of the important things about being on council is that your that is your role is to be out there in the community you know, go get, get seen, uh, because a lot of people, um, that's where they're going to connect with you and say, Hey, what about this? What about that? And of course we all email you after the hockey game or the, you know, the football <laughs> game and say, you know, what about this, Kevin? And, uh, and for those that don't know, I, I, you know, Kevin's the, the only employee for council is a CAO for say colleague. So, um, and that is unique for some individuals. Some individuals are not used to uh, you know, running things and, and just having one em employee. So when you get elected, that is your role. And we've seen over the years how council gets tripped up by going into the weeds of organizations and, and, and causing and not respecting the CAO. And, and the CAO is really the person that follows the direction, the policy uh, of council. And so, you know, I think we've done a pretty good job over the years of, uh, of getting into, uh, into all that. You, do, you did let, let us vote on the color scheme for the buses, so that was pretty cool. Um, but, uh, you know, you have a lot of fun with the job. And uh, I know for myself, one of the fun things I like about the job is I get to see uh, some of the bands that you're negotiating with, the music thing. And, and you, you know, text me, what about this band? And I go, who the heck is that? But, uh, you know, and then, of course, you go on YouTube or something, you look it up and, oh, that, that looks pretty cool. But, uh, you know, it, it was, a, you know, this summer, uh, August event was amazing. It was great to just have a, have a soda on the beach, listen to some good music. Um, you could see the people wanting to come out, wanted just a lid, just, you know, uh, and of course we had a lineup to get in. 
which wasn't good. And uh, we'll increase the capacity. Yeah, you know, Coal Lake. <laughs> you know what? Coal Lake <laughs> likes to have a good time, and uh, um, you know, not everybody drinks. They they do want to be with their friends, and and so next year we might have to get the beer gardens up to <laughs> fifteen hundred, two thousand people, and then if, then we'll still have a lineup. But no, it's all good. Um, and uh, so you know, we're going to do a lot of. You're going to do some podcasts with the newbies. We'll talk about uh, developments. We'll try to do the podcasts uh, more frequency. Uh, and and uh, you know, please write into us uh, to the city if you want us to talk Good about questions. a certain uh, theme or whatever. And uh, me and Kevin or any of the councillors can talk about whatever whatever is up and about. Uh, we hope to. Um, be quite busy with the uh, we well, we are going to be busy with the uh, with the service level reviews and then jump right into the city budget. Um, the city budget it, do we tape, do we put that on YouTube or is that no, just a not, that was not, uh, those are not uh, we don't want to put anybody to sleep is that the idea? Well, yeah, yeah, it is a it is a slow process, but mm. uh, slow grind. Um, but uh, no, a council's bylaw is that you do your council meetings and special council meetings uh, and uh, corporate priorities committee meetings. Yeah. Okay. So usually with the with a new council, uh, uh, budgets can take about twenty hours altogether. And so once you become more seasoned up, um, you know the budgets can actually take quite quickly. So uh, it's quite common that you'll have a lot of days, and then when you're in your fourth year at council. Uh, you're you're a pro, and uh, the budget meetings sometimes don't take as long. It all depends, but uh, in the beginning you take it slow. Look forward to uh, updating later on in the coming weeks uh, about other things out and about, and uh, just Halloween a big, is coming. Halloween's coming, and uh, shout out to all the kids that are playing minor sports. Uh, you know, football season is coming to a close. And it was just great to go to a football game. Aren't those Cool Lake Royals uh, a football uh, team? Uh, they were all like, uh, you know, I feel like it's 300, 400, mm -hmm. maybe even 500 people there. It's it's quite the crowd. People wanting to get out. It shows you, and uh, and a lot of people in the in the uh, in the stands in that that uh, that wonderful grandstand, like and the people around the berms in that grandstand worked out. And they're not even uh, you know parents of the kids. It's just people wanting to come out and support yeah. them. Yeah, no, great great. Uh, great community support. I mean, it almost reminded me of what you see down in the United States at some of these high school games, uh, you know. And so, you know, that is that is what I'm saying. I think there's a, a release. People just want to get out. And, uh, you know, when you go to the dog park, uh, you know, there's lots of people there, uh, pickleballers. So I think, you know, people are, are really recreation was a big thing. Look at our golf golf and curling is at 100% break even and, uh, and our marina. So uh, the football the kids put on a great show, the team and the coaches, the coaches, you know, thank you for all your volunteerism. I put on a great product. And then the adult team uh, had a couple games. I mean, a very short uh, season for them, but and now we're into, into the, the hockey. Yeah. And uh, uh, junior B ice has started, had a great start uh, uh, to their uh, season yeah. already. And uh, you know, I think they're like one or first or second in their yeah. division and yeah. then uh, the arrows start right away as well so yeah no it's yeah. great to have the hockey and we've got a good good hockey program uh, we've got a new organization renting the north arena so oh, the broncos yeah the yeah. colleague broncos yeah. and we put a bunch of money into the north arena fixed the uh, fixed the arena up and uh, pretty exciting and i haven't heard any reviews yet on the ice now the colleague broncos is generally uh, the under 18 minor hockey levels it's just a different league and, mm -hmm. uh, and different format than colleague minor hockey yes yeah Good. Yeah. No, we we'll look yeah. forward, and uh, hopefully, that good hockey season, and of course, indoor soccer, uh, will be getting going here any day. If if not, it was kind of cute. They had the little four year olds, five year olds out on the on the field house the other day. We're in the in the energy center for our service or for our, our talks at night, and it's great to see the little kids out there. And you know, it, 
uh, we talked about Mary Manning from the uh, library uh, board, 30 years on their fantastic dedicated service, but uh, she, herself and all the others that uh, volunteer on everything in Coal Lake from whatever, from the Lions Club right to the library board to a hockey coach or soccer coach. I mean, that is really what makes the fabric of your community. And and not everybody is a coach, um, but when you can get those those uh, parents to volunteer to be part of the coaching uh, to help your kid, uh, it's fantastic. Right on. That's good. All right. That's, that's the we'll end, end of it. We'll end it there. Yeah, yeah, we've got lots to talk about. As you know, we can go on and on and on. And we didn't even talk federal politics. No, we stayed on it. Okay, good. Yeah, maybe next time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cheers. <laughs>